You're listening to Reach for the Pylon. Welcome back to another episode of Reach for the Pylon. I'm your host, Nick Pentakoff. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Nick Pentakoff, as well as the podcast handle, at Reach, the number for the pylon, if you have not already. Uh, we are doing a contest still. Uh, after I get to 1,000 followers, going to be giving away a free jersey. Go check out the pinned tweet, retweet, follow if you have not already. It's a free jersey. All you got to do is follow and retweet. Easy peasy. This week, we're going to be breaking down the NFC East. Uh, the NFC East has three new head coaches in the division. The Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy, Washington Ron Rivera, and the Giants hired former Pats uh, special teams coordinator Joe Judge. While there was a fair amount of turnover in the coaching staffs, the players, for the most part, remain the same. Uh, let's take a look at the NFC East. So first off, we're going to dive into the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, he was the QB2 last season. He was uh, less than 100 yards away from passing for 5,000 yards. He had a career-high 30 passing touchdowns. There's a new coaching staff, um, but it appears Mike McCarthy is going to let Kellen Moore resume play-calling duties, which will be good for Dak. Uh, I think Dak is a top-five quarterback going forward. Zeke was second in the league for rushing attempts last year, and Dak was still top six in passing attempts, so I'm not worried about Zeke running the ball more and taking away from Dak's production. And speaking of Zeke, last season, uh, he got off to a slowish start. He didn't report right away. He wanted a contract extension, uh, so he wasn't in game shape at the beginning of the season, but he did finish as the RB3 last year. He's locked and loaded, top five running back. The wide receivers, um, Randall Cobb out, CeeDee Lamb in. Last season, Cooper and Gallup each had over 110 targets, while Cobb and Witten each had 83 targets. I think Dallas can support three wide receivers with 100-plus targets. I do think Cooper is still the wide receiver one in this offense. Uh, some people think Gallup is better than Cooper, but Cooper's good. <laughs> uh, I do think Gallup will probably still be the number two for the time being since this offseason will be so limited. But uh, don't sleep on CeeDee Lamb. He's a phenomenal talent. I think he will have a solid season. I expect him to have at the very least 85 targets this year, um, which is pretty good for a rookie. Last season, Cooper was the wide receiver 10, Gallup was the wide receiver 22, and Cobb was the wide receiver 44. Gallup did miss a couple games. I could see a familiar finish with uh, top 10 wide receiver, top 20 wide receiver, and top 30, 35 wide receiver between these three. So Jason Witten did leave. He's now on the Raiders. So the starting tight end is Blake Jarwin. Last season, Witten was the tight end 11. Jarwin was the tight end 28. I think Jarwin could easily be a top 15 tight end this year with Witten now not on the team anymore. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Last season, Wentz did play the entire regular season. Uh, he did get knocked out of the playoffs with a concussion. The Eagles did take Jalen Hurts in the second round of the NFL draft. I'm not worried about Wentz losing the starting job, and honestly, you shouldn't be either. He was uh, top five in passing attempts last season, did finish as the QB9 with just a bunch of scrubs as wide receivers. His two tight ends led the team in targets. He does have a shiny new toy in Jalen Rieger. 
Shout out to Ray GQ. Give him a follow on Twitter if you're not. Uh, he was on the Rieger train from the jump. JJ, our Sega Whiteside, is in year two. Um, hopefully a healthy Deshaun Jackson, eventually Alshon Jeffrey when he returns from injury. Um, a lot of question marks for wide receivers still. It's Miles Sanders. Last season, Sanders was splitting time with Jordan Howard for most of the season until Howard went down with an injury. The Eagles did let Howard walk in free agency, but they did bring back Corey Clement. Uh, they also have Boston Scott on the roster, who was a target hog at the end of the year. Sanders will be the lead back in this offense, but he is bound to lose some work as the Eagles seem adamant on remaining in a committee. I do think Sanders still offers top 10 upside despite being in a potential committee backfield. He was the RB15 last season. In weeks 11 through 17, he was the RB8 after Howard went down with that injury. So it, it does appear that Alshon Jeffrey is going to miss some time to start the season. I expect Rieger to step in and be the wide receiver one on the team. He might not give it back when Jeffrey returns. I wouldn't be surprised if Ertz does lead the team in targets. Ertz has either led the team in targets or finished second on the team over the last five years. Now let's move on to the wide receivers. Um, so we were talking about Jalen Rager earlier. Uh, it appears Alshon's going to miss some time to start the season. Alshon has a Liz Frank injury, and uh, there hasn't been a time frame that I've seen mentioned for his return. I do think he's going to miss some time. Uh, he's only played all 16 games three times in his eight-year career. If he is on the field, he does offer wide receiver one upside, but he isn't the most reliable when it comes to health. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside didn't really impress as a rookie. He barely had any competition for targets outside of the tight ends, and he didn't take advantage of the opportunity at all that was presented to him. It wasn't specific that I saw anywhere, but there was talk that he had dealt with a plethora of injuries last year. I do think the talent is there, but can he put it together? We'll just have to wait and see. Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the league. He's a rock-solid tight end one that has that tight end one overall upside. Uh, he was offered a contract extension last season that would have paid him more than Hooper got this offseason. Ertz has been slipping in some drafts, presumably because of Goddard on his tail, but don't worry about Goddard. I do think Goddard's a great talent. The Eagles will utilize both of them, but Ertz is still the man to own in this offense that is guaranteed to give you production. Goddard finished as the tight end 10 last season. If the Eagles have a healthy wide receiver group, I don't expect Goddard to be a tight end one again. But I do think he offers decent tight end to floor. Ertz was the tight end four despite missing uh, one game. Moving on to the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones. I just did a thread on Daniel Jones on Twitter. Uh, you can find that on Twitter. If you can't find that, uh, reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with it. Last season in 13 games, he was the QB 23. If you were to take his fantasy points per game average, he would have finished as a QB 12 if you were to take his fantasy points per game average over uh, full games, full 16 games. The O-line should be improved. I don't think anyone was thrilled when Jason Garrett got the offensive coordinator job. Honestly, Dak was fine with him. I'm not too worried about Daniel Jones. So Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in the league, he did suffer a high ankle sprain in week three, and he didn't get back to carrying the full load until about week 12. Barkley did finish as the RB10 in 13 games. If you were to take his fantasy points per game average over 16 games, he would have finished as the RB5. 
if you were to take weeks 12 through 17 when he was getting his normal workload, he was RB3 in that span. I think outside of uh, Christian McCaffrey, Barkley has the best shot at being the RB1 overall this season. Golden Tate missed five games in 2019. Yeah, if he plays all 16, I could see him getting 100-plus targets. He has a safe floor being a wide receiver, too, with uh, some wide receiver one weeks. Five players had over 60 targets last season in his offense. Seven of them had at least 40. It appears they're going to spread the ball around a lot, but that was also with everyone missing time last year, so we should see some guys separate themselves with more targets than others. Actually, Sterling Shepard was third on the team in targets last season. Uh, he has dealt with some concussion problems, but I, I love Shepard going forward. He's being drafted as wide receiver 47, and I think he can easily smash that value. Darius Slayton played well last season, uh, but I don't love him for fantasy purposes with a healthy roster. 275 of his 740 yards came in two games, and four of his eight touchdowns were in those two games as well. I think he's going to be very boomer bust as he was last season. Evan Ingram, uh, if Evan Ingram plays all 16 games, he can easily be a top five tight end. The talent's there. The targets will be too. Caden Smith doesn't offer much value if Ingram is on the field. Moving on to the Washington football team, uh, Dwayne Haskins is their quarterback. He did take over as a starter in week nine of the season. He was QB 35 during that span. Uh, that's not great. I don't really know how to feel about him going forward. I think his floor is a QB 2. Could he be a QB 1? I just don't think so. There are too many quarterbacks that are not only better, but they have better skill players, better offensive lines, better play calling uh, compared to what he's going to be working with. He could be a guy that you want to go out and buy right now because his value is about as cheap as it's ever going to be. Uh, moving on to the running back, Darius Geis. I absolutely love Geis. I think if he's healthy, he can be a top five running back in the league. His current ADP is RB32. I'd just snatch him up at that value while you still can and prosper. Moving on to the wide receivers, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin was arguably the best rookie wide receiver last season. A.J. Brown was historically efficient, but Terry was far more consistent with much worse quarterback play. I like Terry as a high-end wide receiver, too. Uh, Steven Sims Jr. is someone everyone's been talking about as a sleeper this year. Obviously not much of a sleeper anymore. Uh, he isn't someone you want to go out and buy, but he does offer wide receiver three flex upside. Trey Quinn and Kelvin Harmon are the other wide receivers on the team. N nobody I really want to roster outside of Terry on here, however. Jeremy Sprinkles starting tight end, another guy I don't really want on my team. I get it if you're in a very deep league, but I'd rather take a chance on the rookie Thad Moss. We're going to do a quick segment called Queued Up. These are the guys I need you to have locked up in your queue and ready to smash that draft button on when you're on the clock. This is one player I want from each team. This is who you need to have queued up from the NFC East. So for the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Gallup. With Liam coming in, it seems as though Gallup is the forgotten man in this offense. Only had six less targets than Cooper last season. I do uh, think the Cowboys can easily support three fantasy relevant wide receivers, as I said earlier. For Washington, Haskins, he did look much better after he started a few games and he was comfortable in the offense. Again, you can get him cheap. Why not just take a chance on him? For the New York Giants, Sterling Shepard, he's a very good wide receiver when he's on the field. Could easily lead the team in targets. For the Eagles, 
J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is someone that I'm very intrigued by. Many people are out on him after how poorly he did in his rookie season. The talent is there. Another guy to take that discount on that's going to potentially give you a lot of upside at his current ADP. All right, y'all, that wraps up the NFC East. Thanks again for tuning in. Next week, we are going to be doing the NFC West. God bless.